plot twists. We're obsessed with them. In film, life and love, they turn up everywhere. It's that defining moment when a story, any story, takes you in an unexpected direction. I'm Tom, superhero buff and comedy lover. And I'm Fran, reality TV obsessive and true crime enthusiast. And we're from Now TV. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favourite plot twists, both on and off screen. So expect the unexpected and hopefully some behind-the-scenes nuggets that you've never heard before. Contain spoilers. Obviously. Hi, Fran. Hello, Thomas. How's your week going? Yeah, it's been a good week. Well, I've actually heard a lot of your voice this week, but maybe not oh, really? in the way that you may have imagined. Because I've <laughs> been... creepy. Why, why is yeah, a, I do actually say now, that? that did come across as <laughs> slightly creepy. What I meant to say is I've actually been listening back to some Series 2 episodes this week. Ah, uh, okay. You've been reflecting. I like I it. I know that you'd like to think that it was to hear your voice, but alas, that was not the case. I was actually reflecting <laughs> on some of the amazing chats that we've had with our guests in Series 2. And one thing that really has stood out is our new feature, which is the random question generator. Oh, I love it. And uh, you're welcome, of course. I mean, it has taken us to some pretty weird and wonderful places, to be fair. Yeah, it's great. And we we brought in the random question generator because we really wanted to find out some stuff about our guests that maybe we wouldn't have expected or people wouldn't have heard before. And to say that I think we've delivered on that would be an understatement. I mean, who would have thought that Maisie Williams' dream restaurant was a vegan Italian? I know. And, you know, Billy Piper thinks that Glastonbury is the best invention of the last 50 years. Great I do think that I agree with her there. It is definitely up there with one of the best inventions. But who knew that Billy Piper thought that? There you go. There we go. Random question generator. That's what it's about. Um, I tell you what, last week I quite liked. Me, Marty McCutcheon, Muhammad Ali and Marilyn Monroe. Dream dinner party. And then, obviously, I mean, you and Sigmund Freud, you're somewhere in the corner over there. You're not with us, but I mean, you're in the you're in the premises. And Tom Allen, of course, who loved oh, his love birthday gift, which was a painting from a friend. You're not going to paint me anything, are you? Yeah, I was going to say, definitely do not get your hopes <laughs> up for your next birthday. Oh, trust me, I wouldn't. <laughs> But anyway, this week we've got something a little bit different, haven't we? Because um, it's always a fun way to get to know our guests. But you've got a nice little spin-off. Yeah, so we spoke to this week Abigail Laurie, who is one of the stars of Tin Star. And the new series, Tin Star Liverpool, is returning to Now TV. And we're super lucky because we get to watch a couple of episodes um, before they're available to the general public. And Cheeky preview. In the first episode, there were two things that just were shouting out to me ask in the random question generator i knew you'd pick these up the first was a karaoke scene and the second involved a delightful afternoon tea i mean that is a very different feel to what we've expected with tin star over the while i mean for those that don't know tin star it follows the character of jim worth played by the amazing tim roth and he's sort of an ex-metropolitan police officer who's become chief of police in the Rocky Mountains. So that, I guess, the the, the Canadian Rockies almost becomes so synonymous with uh, Tin Star as a series. But now they're coming back to Liverpool. They're on a vengeance. They've got a list, which probably means, you know, there's some chaos is about to go down. You never um, want to be on the list. No, you really don't. But going back to Abigail Laurie, who plays Anna Worth, I mean, wow, she has gone through a roller coaster of emotions as a character. I mean, for me, I was really looking forward to actually understanding about how she kind of got ready for that role because it has been so traumatic and chaotic. And it's always interesting, isn't it, when we chat to someone who plays a role like that to know what they're actually going to be like in real life. You know, how do they take on... 
big characters like that? And then how do they switch off from that and just switch into their sort of everyday world? So I was really excited to chat to Abigail. Well, friend, let's see how Abigail dealt with those special random question generators. You're welcome. Here it is, Abigail Laurie on Plot Twist. I've never done a podcast before. Have you not? No, never. That's amazing. Well, welcome to Plot Twist, your first podcast. There how we exciting. Go. Thank you. I'm very excited. So how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm awake, which is good. It's early in the morning here. <laughs> we should say you're you're in New Mexico, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm in New Mexico, which is uh, mad. <laughs> it's so weird. I was saying to you guys before, like, after the whole mess of 2020 being kind of at the other side of the world <laughs> but it's amazing I feel really really grateful to be here and it's beautiful and there's a lot of open space and yeah lovely it's, yeah it's really really nice How, how's the year impacted you because obviously I suppose creative arts as a whole has been impacted enormously through the pandemic how, how, how have you found it all yeah it's been a year of not working <laughs> like everyone I'm like I'm sure in a year of waiting patiently and uh, what I think has been amazing, especially now that we're we're coming out the end of it. I know the UK is in another lockdown, but hopefully that'll be over in a few weeks. It's been amazing to see how people have adapted and yeah, just massively. tried to make things work and adjusted things. Like I've been on a set uh, last week, started a job and the systems that they've got in place, like everyone wears masks and face shields and the crew have got hockey sticks to like make sure that they're six feet apart from everyone. Wow. I just, I think it's incredible. It's so amazing to see how the industry's adapted and just kind of after a bit of time gotten on with it. And yeah. It, re- it really is a new normal, isn't it? Yeah, it's it crazy is. how something suddenly seems now we don't really bat an eyelid with someone walking around flailing a hockey stick. We're like, that's normal. That's just social distancing. <laughs> All the hockey sticks. There's like, I remember one of the producers coming back with like, he'd gone and bought like 50 hockey sticks. And he was like, yeah, we're going to use these on set so that everyone can stay six feet apart. And yeah, it's so funny, but people just get on with it. I'll put that on my Christmas list to make sure that I'm adhering to the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a good idea. It's Yeah, it is. I think we should move on to our first feature. So we mentioned it before briefly to you, the random question generator. We've got it in two parts. We've got a special version just for you, uh, based on watching the first episode of Tin Star Season (laughs) 3. Okay. Yeah, so we usually just ask the sort of big, very unimportant questions of life to our guests and get them to debate along with us. But um, as Tom said, watch the first episode and there were just two questions that I had to just throw in (laughs) to to this week's random question generator. So the first, which when people watch it, they will get, is uh, the pronunciation of scone. Scone. scone is it Bram. scone or is it scone? What do you think? Absolutely scone. Thank you. I thought, Thank I thought you, everyone Abigail. called it scone. I feel like sometimes I forget. I don't know. I feel sometimes I forget which one I think it is. I've always said scone, yeah. but I'm scone. Scottish, so maybe it just depends where you're from. We'll take that. It's scone. Today it's scone. We'll take that. I think it's scone, yeah. <laughs> That's got to be. And our second one, which I have to ask, was that there's a scene with you singing karaoke, singing Spice Girls <laughs> in karaoke, which massively rated, big Spice Girls <laughs> fan. Um, what would be your go-to karaoke song? Oh, that is such a good question. Anything from Greece, the musical. Oh, tune. I like it. Oh. And I love a duet, like um, Summer Loving from Greece. Yeah, love karaoke. What would be yours, Fran? 
Uh, it's difficult. I think I'd also go for a musical number. I'm a big fan of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, I went to see it, it and I was like standing up, like singing, like dancing. <laughs> and I think everyone else is a bit like, she's too invested. So probably, yeah, I'd probably go something from Joseph. And uh, 21 Seconds to Go, that's another one of your favourites. Yeah, I, I also love 21 Seconds by So Solid Crew. Um, and we actually um, yes, chatted to... Asher D on this podcast um, from So Solid Crew because he was oh. in um, one of the series that we're talking about and I he got me to wrap it. So oh, that's no a way. lesson learned. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you manage it? Did you do it? I went into a, a, a panic mode. You know where you, your yeah. voice goes so high pitched even you don't even recognise yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, um, exactly. And then when I realised there was no getting out of it, yeah, I succumbed and I did it. But you know, now that's just <laughs> living in the world forever. So there we go. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Good job. I think mine would be Buble. I, I love a bit of Buble, a bit of carpool oh, karaoke. Yeah. 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 Which Buble? E- either everything or home. Oh, oh more, home. Yeah. Home. It's got a bit more yes, heart to it, isn't it? That's such a good call. <laughs> oh, I love that. I get way too carried away, though. I pretend like I'm holding the mic and it's, like, yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> too much. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's get back to our original uh, random question generator. So, this is something that we've picked out before, completely random questions. And then okay. we thought, do something a little bit different with you, is we'll fire, the, do a sort of quick fire round with you and then we'll kind of discuss them briefly. So, um, shall I kick off, Fran? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So, what is the strangest habit you have? Oh, no, I mean, I. I bite my nails. That's not strange at all. I guess I pick my toenails. That's kind of gross. <laughs> Ooh. Um, sorry. I like that one. <laughs> well, not always, but I was doing that before. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. I don't know why I said that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Um, We've got some more. Yeah. We can, we can do it. Okay. We'll take, I think I'll take more. the nail picking. take that and come back to For it. For someone like me yeah. who doesn't do that, I'm like, that is quite strange. So there well, we go. Get the brief. Yeah. I can't <laughs> it. So um, among your friends, what are you best known for? Oh, I think during lockdown, it would be sending copious amounts of TikToks to the group chat. TikToks. I like that. I was obsessed with TikTok. I've deleted it now because I spent so much time on it. But um... <laughs> People went crazy for it. They do. Really <laughs> I just went crazy for it. And I would send TikToks to the group chat all the time. And sometimes they would go, there would be silence. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> just blue tick. People, um, <laughs> and none of my other friends were on TikTok at the time. It was just me. So I think, yeah. During lockdown, it would have been that, being obsessed I know with a lot TikTok. of people that downloaded TikTok got into so many TikTok holes, just hours of their lives that they then, like, you hours. had to delete it. It's a hole that I'll just never get out of. I watched um, that The Social Dilemma, and I was like, oh, it's got to go. <laughs> I've <laughs> got to delete it. The algorithms. <laughs> yeah, no. out, all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah. Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, what is one of your nicknames? Oh, Abs is the main nickname. Nice. Abs. Nice. Standard. My brothers used to call me Flabigail. <laughs> um, Savage. Abs, big abs. Uh, I'm trying to get kebabs going, but I feel like nice. if you're trying yeah. to get, if you're trying to push a nickname like yourself, it's just not. I love that kebabs is what you're trying to push as well. Like someone's not giving you that. You're like, guys, come on. Just call I me mean, kebabs. But yeah, um, abs is the main one. Yeah. Abs is the main one. Okay, and the final one, final quick fire question is what movie title do you think best describes your life? Love oh, this question. That's so hard. I love that. I feel question. it's quite it's quite quick fire, but it's quite a big question. So mine would be like lost in translation. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Clueless. I went for the yeah, I went exactly. For the <laughs> Clueless. I love that. 
That's so good. <laughs> I went for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Just the first oh, that came into my mind. That. that just sums I, love, I really say like 2020. that question. I'm going to ask my friends. Do I instead of TikTok, you've now got the next conversation yeah. starter that yeah. hopefully won't exactly. get deleted. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All down to plot twist. Yeah, I love it. I mean, talking plot twist, let's ask you a plot twist question, actually. Uh, that is what this podcast is primarily about. Um, mm-hmm. And we like to start with careers. So thinking today, has there been a big plot twist moment um, in terms of sort of your own narrative changing? Has there been a standout? I think just starting out in acting altogether <laughs> was quite a plot twist. I didn't know anyone who was an actor or know anyone who was in the industry. So it wasn't a job that was on my radar at all, really. Was it and, an aspiration um, before at all? It, it, I think it was a... I mean, I did school plays and I was part of a drama group when I was younger and I loved it, but it just wasn't... I just... It didn't cross my mind that it could be something I could do as, like, an adult. <laughs> and then, yeah, when I was 16, my drama teacher asked if I'd like to meet an agent who, and she's still my agent now. And wow. I kind of just went for it then and without even really thinking and just sort of... I mean, I was 16, so I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Why not? Let's give it a try. And yeah, so I think that was a huge plot twist. It's something I didn't really see myself doing just because I didn't know that you could. So, yeah. But it's all happened pretty quickly, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's only, what, six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, I guess it has It has been really quick. I think with Tin Star in particular, I, got, I started doing that when I was 19, and then we filmed that for four years. So that was kind of like my drama school experience, yeah. I guess. And I grew what up an a experience. lot. Yeah, I mean, it was like thrown in at the deep end. <laughs> um, but it was amazing. So, yeah, I guess I guess it has happened quite quickly. Yeah. Did, just, did you ever get any moments on set where you just kind of had to take that step back and think, is this even happening? All the time, all the time. <laughs> Especially... <laughs> The first season when we were in Canada, it was sort of the first time I'd ever moved away from home and I was in mm. the middle of nowhere in the Rocky Mountains in Canada with, like, this amazing cast and all these people. And it always blows my mind, like, when you film something, this might sound really silly, but um, someone decides they're going to make a TV series or make a film and then one day hundreds of people just show up and like mm. know exactly what they're going to do and they're all amazing and they've got their jobs and we just make this thing happen. And um, yeah, there were definitely loads of moments and there still are. Oh my gosh, especially filming something during a pandemic. It's like, whoa, am I actually, is this real? And what a cast as well, you know, Tim Roth and yeah, Christina Hendricks. And yeah, Genevieve O'Reilly, amazing, yeah. amazing cast. I learned, I've learned so much by just watching people and how they work and... I feel really lucky. Do you remember those first few days on set, you know, when you're opposite Tim in a scene and... Yeah, I do. I remember my very first day was a scene with Tim and a little boy called Rupert who played my little brother in the first season. Oh, bless him. Yeah, I know. It's awful. Spoiler alert. Um, I know, spoiler. Uh, Played my little brother. Uh, Yeah, and it was a scene in in the kitchen and I was, like, coming downstairs in the morning, like a moody teenager. And it was, yeah, it was fun. I think Tim was really great at just like making it fun. And like, we played around, we improvised. And um, also I had never been on, well, I had been on a set, I had been on a set, but I was still learning about all the different lingo and it was just fun. I remember 
that first those first few weeks were just like playing around messing around and um yeah it was great it must have yeah you don't really think about all those sort of things behind the scenes and yeah, that really was an education in itself right yeah definitely definitely I think I'd, I'd worked before but I hadn't had that I mean we shot the first two seasons in like seven months each um so it was like a prolonged amount of time on a set surrounded by that world and it was yeah it was a huge education a huge learning curve I me mean, definitely and that, that was seven straight months in Canada as well right for the first two seasons yeah, yeah. we were out in Calgary I mean, it looks beautiful um, there. It really does. It, it was what a place so beautiful. Oh, it was amazing. It was like I'd never been anywhere like that before. And just I remember everything was just so big, like vast, like yeah. the food was big. <laughs> the, the roads were big. The cars, everything was just huge. But yeah, and then we and then, of course, we did the third season back at home in Liverpool, which was so much fun. It was one extreme to the other, really. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, completely different ball game, but it was um, such. It was so nice to finish it at home. Yes. Um, yeah. It was great. Yeah. Did it almost feel like a, a different series? Because I suppose the setting almost is so sort of instrumental to what you perceive of Tin Star with those first two series. So to then come back to Liverpool, did, did it feel any yeah. different when you were doing it? Yeah, definitely. It felt. It felt like a, I remember we said that as soon as we started filming, it felt like a completely different show in a great way. Like, yeah. I think it's really brave of the creators to decide they're going to shake it up completely for the last season and make it a, a completely different show. Yeah. And it definitely felt like that. It was really exciting to film. We've seen the first uh, episode. I don't think <laughs> out of all the episodes I've seen of Tin Star, I've seen the first two series. I don't think I've seen you guys so happy for like the first 25, 30 minutes. I know, right? It's <laughs> yeah. all such doom and gloom. Yeah, that first episode was really, really fun. And um, there's a couple, I think I think that was what we wanted for a lot of season three was that now that the family are back together as a unit, mm. they're going to stick together yeah. and they're going to just wreak havoc. And um, yeah, that's, that first episode was a lot of fun. The karaoke scene, especially. It was, was a great fun, yeah. It was so yeah, like the sort of club I wanted to be in. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. We had drag queens in that day and they were beautiful and amazing. And um, it was actually one of the first days of filming. So I was so nervous. I was like, oh, I'm going to do sober karaoke in front of yeah. all these people. <laughs> the worst. Um, the worst kind of karaoke. <laughs> but I actually ended up getting really carried away and I loved it. It's That's like being on a night out. It was fab. Yeah. Do you still get nervous going into filming a new series? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the first day and the first like take and scene in particular are really, always really nerve-wracking. <laughs> I always get nervous. But I think with Tin Star, it was, it was just so nice to be back with everyone and we've mm. been playing these characters now for so long that we kind of we know them really well so it was it was exciting to get to play around with their storylines and it was a lot of fun and anna's been through a hell of a lot in the <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. So, so many different storylines and, and quite deep and you know uh, meaningful in some ways uh mm. how, how, how do you approach those obviously you know something as serious as like a suicide attempt how, how are you looking at that is there a yeah. You know, when you when you read the scripts and you learn about that, what's the thought process? With that in particular, 
uh, there was a lot of discussions with the writers and the director about how we would do that scene. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it was about talking about it and understanding why we were doing it and making sure that it made sense and we weren't just throwing something like that in there. Um, mm. That was really important. But yeah, Anna's been on a huge roller coaster. I don't think anything really How shocks could you her anymore yeah, at yeah. this point. <laughs> I think by mm. season three, she's had so much thrown at her that she's sort of just rolling with the punches. And um, there's a confidence to her actually. There's like almost like self-assured. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. I, I I hope that comes across in season three in particular because I just I think like I said before, now the family's back together. That's all they've got is each other. I think they bossed each other up. And yeah. yeah, Anna's definitely quite ballsy, I think, which was really cool to play. <laughs> Obviously, lots of people have seen Tin Star and, and there's some that won't, won't have done. Um, Fran loves an analogy. I love an analogy. I just think if you can get the right analogy, sometimes it does so much more than a long description ever can. So I, th I was thinking about what could we do for people who hadn't seen Tin Star that would help them understand it. So the analogy that I came up with was tying my second favourite thing in the world other than great television, which is food. So I was like, if you had to pick a meal that was Tin Star, oh. what do you think it would be? So I was trying to think about this of, you know, what would my analogy version b of, of another series so i was thinking something uh -huh. like game of thrones would probably yeah. be the sort of meal that you're like enjoying and it's tasty and it's delicious and then bam out of nowhere <laughs> there's an unexpected ingredient that just just hits you like you know when mm -hmm. people put like chocolate in chili yes. you're like yeah that shouldn't make sense what? but i'm loving it what yeah. do you think tin star would be what what sort of what sort of delicacy are we talking i think it has to be something that's just kind of what you were saying, like, just pure chaos, like, <laughs> like flavours that shouldn't work, but kind of sometimes do, but also sometimes are really confusing. Um, I mean, there's got to be something smoked in there, surely. Yeah, there's got to be, like, spicy. I don't know, like, spicy, um, like, oh, this is a really good question. <laughs> Very indecisive, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe really something strong. Like, would something a bit like a ramen? I feel like with a ramen, yeah, you with can like get a kick, loads a of... A big kick in it. Yeah, Lots hot, chili. spicy, chilli ramen with, like, an, an egg, a pickled yeah, egg like, thrown yeah, in. Yeah, like, and... random bits in it. Like, yeah. big, chunky bits in it. Like, big egg, big boiled egg in there, and then, like... Yeah. And lots of things can hide in the bottoms. You think you know yeah, what you're, you're getting you're and then you're rooting suddenly, around. Yeah. And then at the ingredient. bottom, your ladle, you lift out something, you're like, I had no idea that was in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it. I, love, I, I, I feel anyone listening to this who hasn't seen Tin Star now will just be spurred on by the thought of a big, <laughs> juicy, unexpected ramen. Yeah. So there we go. I love Such that. a frank question. I love that. Such <laughs> a, yeah. I just feel Such it sometimes hits the nail on the head, you know, in a way that yeah. words could never describe. Um, yeah. But it's all going back to the start, the audition process for something like Tin Star. Mm. You say obviously you were quite young and quite new into acting. Yeah. And you obviously don't know the, the route the character is going to go on. H how much do you know about the character when you audition and, and how do you decide how you're going to approach it? Um, I think I had been given the first episode before my audition and it was it was crazy. <laughs> the first mm. episode was kind of like nothing I'd ever read before. And I had no idea where it was going to go, but I just knew that in the first few minutes a little boy gets shot. Yeah, and I know. Which is... And it's like 
so intense and so, yeah, like nothing I'd ever really read. Um, so I knew it was going to be dark and mm. twisted in a lot of ways. But there was also a lot of um, like dark humour and stuff in the first script, I remember. So, yeah, I went in for a few auditions and I don't think I really prepared. I, obviously, I learnt my lines and I, I, I read the script and I kind of just went in on instinct and mm. uh, I, I didn't expect to really get anywhere with it it was just I went in for the audition and then yeah they they seemed to they seemed to kind of all be on the same page about the character and um I, I think I did like three or four auditions for it and then in the mm -hmm. last audition I did a audition with Ollie who played Whitey in the first season so we auditioned together and um the one the one thing I can really remember is that I I was about to get my wisdom tooth taken out. I had a really oh, sore, I had a really sore. This is my last audition. I had a really sore um, wisdom tooth, <laughs> and like my my, I think my like face was slightly swollen at the bottom. Um, so yeah, that's what I really remember. I was like, I can't wait to get this blooming tooth out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> a few months later, we were out in um, out in Canada doing the read through, and that was that's the first incredible. time I met everyone. Did you know who the cast might be when you were when you were auditioning? I no, I don't. I don't think I did. I think um, no. I I, th I was told once I got the part that they'd cast Genevieve and Tim to play my parents. But yeah, we didn't meet until we, until we were out there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy thinking about it now. That this is incredible. Is a long do time you, ago, but do you remember yeah. where you were and how you felt when you got the call to say you got the part? He, Yes, I do. I remember I was about to do an audition tape at home. I was in my mum's room. I was about to set up the tripod and all this stuff. And then I got a call from my agent saying that I'd got it. And I was like, I think I was in shock. And then I was like, do I need to do this audition? And she was like, yes, of course. Like, <laughs> I'll just give up now. I'm done. Get over yourself. <laughs> she was like, absolutely. And then I think, yeah, I was obviously really excited. And then it was sort of like, oh, now I've got to do this. <laughs> I've got to actually do this. And um, I think the nerves kind of kicked in, but that's a good thing. I think it was... Shows you care, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. A bit of adrenaline always carries you as well, doesn't it? Exactly, that's it, adrenaline. Yeah, and then I think it was like a month later or a couple, six weeks later and we were out there doing that's it. That's incredible, so. really is. Yeah. We mentioned uh, the cast, obviously Tim and Christina and Genevieve. Um, mm. Just, I suppose, going forwards, who would be sort of the dream person to work with? I mean, you've had a pretty good start. Oh, so, so many. I just watched Hayley Squires in Adult Material and I thought she was amazing. I'd love to. There's so many people. <laughs> um, Maxine Peake, I've always really yeah. loved mm. Maxine Peake. Billy Piper, I watched I Hate Susie. I thought yeah. she was amazing in that. We interviewed um, her for episode two, actually. She was great. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought that's yeah, she was great. Cool. So, yeah, a lot. There's so many people. I just... I'd work with anyone and everyone. <laughs> Just learn from everyone. Yeah. So we do one more uh, Tin Star related question before going back to plot twist. Um, mm. So in season three, it's fair to say sort of the Worth family are trying to settle some scores. And there's, uh, and obviously there's a list involved because there's always a list when there's always a list, always a list of <laughs> people to be list. killing off. Yeah. Always. A list. always. What, is there yeah. any sort of teasers or hints you can provide about what might be on the horizon? What's in store? Yeah. Oh, well, I've kind of said this before, but this season is about 
the family, rather than being on the back foot, they're on the front foot. So they are out right. to get people. Nice. Yes. And they and it is ruthless. That's all I will say. It's completely ruthless. No, yes. I can I can believe that from watching episode one. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if the open is anything to go by, I think yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Anyway, look, back to another plot twist question. Um, mm-hmm. So we often talk about, I say, plot twists in people's careers. But one of our favourite plot twist questions is whether there's been a person who was sort of an unexpected force or inspiration in your life to date. Oh, wow. That's, these are such good questions. Um, I'm loving this feedback, by the way. Great <laughs> feedback. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> Gosh, there's been so many. I've I've been I feel like I've been so lucky to meet the people I've met. I guess again it goes back to like when I started. My drama teacher at school, Mr. Parker, was a huge inspiration for me and um he was one of the reasons that I loved it and loved acting and um he made it really fun and and he would write his own plays and we would put them on at school and I think I think Mr. Parker for sure. I love that. Yeah, Shout out to Mr. Parker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do another Potter's question. We we may have kind of touched upon this before with some of the random questions, um, but this one's more of a surprise fact. So, what would fans mm. or even those that know you be surprised to to learn about you? That I used to play the drums. Oh, I nice. could play the drums. Yeah. I haven't played in a really long time. I sold my drum set, which I, re- I, re- I don't know why I did that. But, um, yeah, I can I can play the drums. Were you ever in a band? No, I, that was the dream. But no, I never <laughs> made it. That's the future <laughs> plot twist uh, career. Like, we're going to yeah. join a band. That is, yeah, the future <laughs> plot twist. Um, I was obsessed with School of Rock, that film, when I was a Great kid. Great film. And yeah, I think that's why film. I started. I think that's why I started playing the drums, because I was like... I just want to be one of those kids. I want to be in that film. So I don't know what the band would be called. What is their band called in the film? The School of Rock. That's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I'd remember uh, as well. I was like, wait a minute. Um, Kebab-based band name. Yes, the Kebabs. <laughs> the Kebabs. I love it. You said you wanted to get Kebab up and running as a nickname. What better way to do it than just start yeah, a band? Yeah, what better yeah. way? I think it's that's the only a great logical idea. solution. Just go for it. Name your band Kebabs. <laughs> why did you sell yeah. why did you sell the drums? I think I just I got to an I don't know, I got to that annoying age. I think it was like sixteen and I was like, Oh, it's, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, mm. I'm over it. And now I oh, I would love maybe Mine's I'll like... do that. Maybe next year is the year to take it up again. My dad always used to say you should both learn a language and play the piano because it will be skills that you'll really value when you're older. And I was like, no, I want to go out and play. What I would give now to speak a second language and play the piano. You you look back and you're like, I know. Such wise words. Such wise words. Yeah. There's a class to play the piano as well. Next year. I could do my little boot. It's not as cool as the drums, is it? I remember once trying (laughs) trying to play the drums and I was listening to Green Day on headphones and then just bashing the drums (laughs) as though I could play it. But obviously what I was listening to on the drums were definitely not the same sound. But it's an amazing it's an amazing feeling, that kind of multi coordination thing with the drums. I think it's so cool. Yeah. I used to love it. I used to the drums used to be in the garage and it's freezing, but I'd be like, Yeah, just drumming away and such an angsty like I think I was like 13 
I loved it. I'm definitely going to do it again. You've reminded you've reminded me about it, and I'm going to take it up again for sure next year. Bit plot twist inspiration there. <laughs> I think I'm going to use your feedback for my CV as well, just where I've got the, where I've got the podcast. <laughs> you know, there we go. Thank you so much for being on Plot Twist. It's been thank you so been much. great fun. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. I loved it. It was a I'm lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing the rest of the Tin Star as well. I'm yeah, expecting I'm expecting to the, the, the carnage. It's coming. Yeah, carnage is a good word for it. <laughs> I think that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Oh, she was so lovely. A big thank you to Abigail Laurie. Uh, also known as Kebabs. Good old Kebabs. Cheeky. Love it. Abs. All of the above. Uh, I mean, first of all, she was nothing. she's nothing like her character. I know. Completely different to her character. And I'm actually really smug that we were her first podcast. Yeah, there we go. And also, Plot Twist uh, acting as uh, some inspiration for people and that she's going to, you know, take up the drums again. I know I'm really embarrassed that I shared my drumming story. It really paled in insignificance compared to the fact she could actually play the drums. (laughs) I was like, yeah, Yeah. me too. I put headphones on and bashed the sticks. I was like, oh, God, why? Stop speaking, Fran. Typical Fran speaks to somebody. It's like, oh, I could be friends with Michelle Keegan or or Maisie Williams. Not going to lie, though, I did actually think me and Abigail could be friends, though. (laughs) (laughs) Although if she carries on picking her toenails, I would be out of there. I think she regretted saying that. That's fair. (laughs) Right, anyway, come on, let's talk about uh, Tin Star. So as of today, you can watch the third and final series, as well as the first two, on Now TV. Uh, Abigail alluded to it. It is going to be chaos after the first 30 minutes, after Cheeky's gone and some karaoke. So check it out. It's one hell of a ride. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to get through the rest of the series. And don't worry, Tom, I'll also make sure I portion a good amount of time to coming up with our future random questions for our guests. You do that, Fran. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for this week. Um, We will see you soon. Bye.